You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. I am Johnny Christ, and this is Drinks with Johnny. Thank you for checking out the podcast, and thank you to the first responders and those that are out there getting this, the things that we need in this time. Um, thank you guys so much for risking everything to make sure that uh, life goes on as seamless as possible. Um, I know you guys are out there risking your lives, so I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for that and i hope the rest of you are all staying healthy safe and sane uh for some of you that needed some entertainment this weekend i'm sure you all checked out a little bit of wrestlemania 36 i know i did it was a blast it was something to see uh some live entertainment for the first time in a while and you know there's some great wrestling matches it was a little odd to see without the crowd i get it Um, But I was really happy to get able to see something like this as well as uh, You know just kind of keep up with this Wrestlemania theme. I've had a lot of uh, professional wrestlers on the show as of late and This is this week is no exception Uh, I'm joined today by Darby Allen and Priscilla Kelly both professional wrestlers who are married together and We had a blast. We actually filmed this kind of back. I don't know a couple months ago Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> we had a great time hanging out with one another. Um, these guys were super cool. They brought out their brothers and friends, uh, actually Darby's brothers and friends, and we played a little a little game um, with some crazy consequences. And this was all Darby's idea, by the way. <laughs> uh, we we had a great a great chat, um, and you know what? We're going to go live, as a matter of fact. Uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern, um, on the YouTube channel. So you're going to want to head over there, go to the Drinks with Johnny YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button and the notifications button so you don't miss it. Um, I'm going to go live with uh, Darby and Priscilla, talk about the episode that we filmed a month or so ago, catch up on what they've been doing in the meantime and uh set up for the game the trivia game i'm sorry the trivia game and uh penalties that we filmed um in addition to the chat that we had um and that (laughs) is gonna be pretty wild we're gonna watch it for the first time together um since we filmed it it's i i haven't watched it back i've had uh my director brandon lombardo put it all together and I haven't seen it. 
Darby hasn't seen it. Priscilla hasn't seen it. We're all going to go live together and do a little group chat on the comments um, for premiere following right after a catch-up chat that we're going to have on Tuesday. So you're not going to want to miss that. Make sure you follow and subscribe to Drinks with Johnny so you don't miss any of that. Um, yeah, we're gonna, it's going to be placed under the Hangover episode. So if you missed the live, just go ahead and head over to the Hangover episode. You'll ch- you'll check out this. I mean, Darby brought his brothers and some other friends, and these guys are into some fun and crazy shit. Um, I'll say uh, it, it gets a little it gets a little wild, it gets a little fun. It's something you're definitely gonna want to see, and uh, don't miss any of the shots episodes too. I mean, we 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 put everything down into smaller clips. So uh, you're able to send it off to your friends and spread the word. So, And that's kind of what we're doing here. Just spread the word. I'm having a good time with it. I hope I'm entertaining you guys. This is a nice little side project from uh, my life in Avengers Sevenfold. Um, I'm having fun meeting, talking, getting to know people a little bit better. Maybe some that I've already been friends with before. In the meantime, I hope you guys are being entertained. And if you are, make sure you please just subscribe and follow. That's the easiest freest way <laughs> to uh, support the show and it means a lot to me so go ahead and listen to Darby Allen and Priscilla Kelly on Drinks with Johnny it was a super rad hang uh, very fun, insightful into their lives they're a couple of young upcomers that I just see a super bright future for they're doing some really cool shit so make sure you listen here and then go check out everything else about Priscilla Kelly, Darby Allen they're great people um and again they got a lot of things coming for you so without further ado i bring you drinks with johnny with darby allen and priscilla kelly hey what's up everybody johnny christ here and it is drinks with johnny i am here with priscilla kelly and darby allen of all elite wrestling how you guys doing today oh lovely this this whole week has been insane so i know you guys didn't come out here all the way to california just to do my fucking show what are you guys doing out here Kind of actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> we were in a we're filming some shit in Arizona, some skating and stuff like that, and then uh, talked about doing this, and we're like, oh, that's only five hours away. We can make this whole vacation. So we've been in Los Angeles doing a bunch of whatever. Oh wow. So. Okay. So uh, a couple of things that I was looking at before. I I know a little bit more about you, Darby. I uh, don't know much about you, Priscilla, other than there was. Uh, did you guys actually meet on TLC? Because both of you have TLC <laughs> no. stories that were separate. But <laughs> no, that's that's the thing. No, we didn't meet on TLC. The it's a mm. funny thing though. Like, like oh, you used to be on TLC, and she's like, you used to be on TLC. Uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, but it's just totally different thing. Well, yours, yours was correct me. What it was, Gypsy Wedding or something? Yeah. Like, what, was, what was the show called? It, it was so it originally started as a British show, but uh, they brought it to America. So it's big, big fat American Gypsy Wedding. It's such a freaking mouthful for a show. <laughs> but uh, I didn't get married. I got on at fourteen. Had like this big extravagant well, birthday I hope you party. Married at fourteen. <laughs> they no, but they tried to say I was. They were trying to say that I was looking for a husband and made this big elaborate story that wasn't even true it was just supposed to be a birthday party but yeah. uh i mean tv you know but uh anyways i got a big hot pink dress out of it and now everyone knows me as the gypsy girl that was on tv <laughs> well i think they know you for more than that now on, on a, a yeah w stuff, well. so. and then darby your, yours was even funnier though because i heard that you, it wasn't even true but you made up this story about no 
banging some some older lady and like getting... some, some grandma in the desert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, was, what made you think of doing this first of so all? So I was broke as hell, like living in Arizona, like going to film school and stuff like that. And I I like emailed them, making up some whack ass story because they said they'd pay five hundred dollars to like uh, do it. And I was like, oh dude, I gotta I gotta do that. So you gotta like send in like a legit doctor's note. Mm-hmm. So they so I forged that. Like Dr. Uh, Eddie, Eddie or something. Dr. But, Eddie, but, uh, legitimate guy. Yeah. <laughs> Little Gary, yeah. But um, and I, they just flew me out there, and at the time, like that, I was like, so this is awesome, you know. And I met the girl. I, I was like, oh shit, I don't have a, an old lady to come on the show with me. So I went on Craigslist and I found some aspiring actress in Los Angeles, and I met her, and I was like, yo, you want to be on this show? And she's like, sure. And then she did it too, and. Yes. I watched a little bit of it on YouTube, and I was like, the, the actor, I knew the story before, I was like, she actually did all right. Like, she did. We met in a coffee shop probably like 10 minutes before, before we shot it, and it was funny because as we were shooting it, a bee actually got in the studio and stung one of the cameramen. Like, While and, you're talking about getting the, the bee stung. Yeah, and they're like, oh my God, what the fuck, man? <laughs> did you do a lot of that kind of stuff through film school? Like you were, you, you mentioned you were in film school and everything. Like, yeah, like, I filmed a lot of shit uh, for ridiculousness. You know, I think everybody knows that show. Um, yeah, because I was friends with the producer, so they would just like message me, like, "You want to film some crazy stuff and give you a check?" You know, so you've been to Seattle, yeah? Oh yeah, I so love Seattle. You know that big gum wall in yes. Seattle? Yeah. So I licked the whole entire thing and ate the side off of it. Oh. And then like I did that for that. Uh, that sounds. I got terrible. tested. I don't have herpes. <laughs> I think. How long ago were you tested, though? Shit. Uh, right <laughs> after I did it, like you know, I was just like the next day after I licked and ate the wall, everyone started messaging me, and they'd be like messaging me like, "Yo, there's like rats that piss on that, and there's hobos that have sex <laughs> on it." Wait, hobos have sex on the side of the wall? And that's what I heard. But, did you uh, know any of this before you married him? Yeah. So <laughs> when we when we like first started dating. The first thing he did when he came to visit me at my house was like, here, look at my laptop, all this crazy shit I did. And it was just like that, these weird like movies he would make and what just- What were these movies? Describe one of these movies for me. I don't know. Like, so I didn't know any of his friends or anything at the time. And it would just, I just see like, I mean, I, I saw like half of his friends butt naked before I even met them. Um, <laughs> I, showed her the, yeah, I showed her the video of my friend. He, uh, he's actually here today. Okay. He was uh, blindfolded and naked in my backyard wearing a, a tuggy, the sock dick. And, uh, and <laughs> I'm glad he, you said, because I was just going to yeah. ask what the fuck a tuggy was. <laughs> and then we collected a ring of uh, neighborhood's uh, dogs, and collected all their shit, and put it in the backyard. And we'd have all the neighborhood kids in Seattle come watch this. And then he fought a chicken, the ring of dog shit for money, uh, blindfolded. And uh, he, he quit. He... Uh, he lost that fight because he got in his mouth. Then, uh, <laughs> That's the only way he, he yeah. lost because it was in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah so <laughs> he uh, he forfeited that that fight. So That's amazing. We're thinking about bringing it back, but so you're but you're straight edge too. So none of these ideas are coming from your head from like be, being drunk. A lot of times it would make more sense if you're drunk. They'd yeah. Like, there you go. Go get in the shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's why people think I'm like really uh, I don't know, sketchy, but. Devious. Devious. He's like, oh, this guy, he's not even like drinking and he's so barbaric. <laughs> but um, I don't know, it's fun. What was the reason behind uh, you're not drinking or drugs or anything like that? Not that everyone needs to do that, but I mean, just curious. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into it, but like a majority is just 
seeing like um, maybe like close friends or some stuff just like falling down like weird paths and um, and like they use that as like an excuse if they didn't get to where they want in life. Mm. Like, oh, I didn't make it here because of the alcohol or the drugs or what have you, you know. And all that, just like that type of stuff. And um, I just didn't want to blame anything if I yeah. failed in life, if, you know, how you say it. That's, you know, that's, so. that's, that's a good way to go. Yeah. Look at but it, yeah. it's kind of funny because like all my friends are just like, they love to party. <laughs> but I love to like <laughs> sit in good. the corner and yeah. be like, what can they do to... Yeah, you're, 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 the one, you're, you're, you're uh, moving the chess pieces, as they say, yeah. you know, while you're back in there. Yeah, so. uh, another thing I heard about you, Priscilla, it's probably the only thing that I heard about you, is your... Awesome move in the ring to put a tampon in another girl's face. Oh, yeah. Well, it went in her mouth, actually. <laughs> Correction, uh, mouth. Yeah, Correction in her mouth, mouth, not just on the face. But, uh, yeah, so, like, when I, when, after I did it, everyone thought that I, you know, oh, she did this because she knew it would blow up, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, so I had the idea for this spot for, like, years before I did it. What was, you, this was in wrestling, and what promotion were you with? This was at Suburban Fight. Uh, it's, it's a little show out in L.A. There's no ring. You're just fighting around a bar. Whoa, okay. 21 and up. And, uh, yeah, but I had the idea for like a couple years, and I was in a no-ring show. you got to get creative. And I was wrestling a girl named Tuna. Huh. So I was like, this seems like... I wonder a, if they came up with that name. <laughs> I was like, the prophecy needs to be fulfilled here. Mm -hmm. um, and... You, you, you do a lot of these shows not knowing if it's going to be filmed or if it's even going to see the light of day. And I was just doing it because I was like, this will be crazy, this will be wild, and tuna. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> it goes together, like peanut butter and jelly. So I did it, and uh, come like a week later, the entire internet just blows up. And I mean, it was pretty hard on me for like a good week. And then TMZ, I. TMZ, huh? Yeah, like TMZ like caught wind of Wait, it. It and, was hard on you. You didn't, you didn't like all that attention? That wasn't what you were going for? Well, or? I don't mean like it was hard on me personally. I just mean like the internet was trying to be hard on me. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, and then, and then I had a few people that kind of started speaking up, like Tommy Dreamer from ECW back in the day and stuff was just like, you know, Priscilla Kelly, you know, she said something like, yeah, she's just entertainment and she's hardcore. And then after that, people started jumping on that and being like, oh, yeah. So it was a big divided thing on the internet for like a good mm -hmm. while. Um, See, like where I have a problem with it is half these people talking shit they love all these like rated R Hollywood movies where like say the guy gets his dick cut off, uh, 21 Jump Street or whatever, you know? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the thing is, that's all this is. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's entertainment. Yeah. yeah. Like the thing is like they like this obscure, like these obscure movies. But when it happens in the confine of a wrestling, it's like, oh, you're killing the business. I'm like... Dude, like, shut the, shut the hell up. Like, Wrestling's not as expressive as film and music. Mm -hmm. Wrestling's a lot more of... Closed-minded. Closed-minded and, you know, old school and respect and all this stuff. And well, you guys are trying to change all that, though, now. And yeah. It seems yeah. really cool. Like, when I watch All Elite and everything like that, and your promos are awesome. Uh, the Flame Floor one was just recently. Where was that filmed at? My backyard. That's your backyard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got, uh, we got all this land, so we like to... Uh, Get a little crazy back there. Where did you get the flame flow? <laughs> Some friend of mine. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it was made out of a fucking scuba tank or something. Yeah, man. I, I was I was scared uh, using it because I thought like it was gonna blow up on my back because I had this horrible experience like when I was younger with my brother. Uh, we were in the backyard pouring like uh, fucking uh, gasoline on a baked potato and we wanted okay. to sit on fire and play hot potato. Cause that's. What you do on a Saturday? <laughs> no, yeah. but it was like it was like four in the morning, and then I was pouring <laughs> it, and then the, uh, we started lighting the potato on fire, and then the flame 
went up in the gas tank while I was holding it in my hand, and it blew up in my hand oh. and like dislocated the fuck out of my fingers, and it blew his leg up and the whole fucking side of his leg. Uh, the skin's gone, and you see. Is he okay now, though? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's over there. Yeah, he's, he's over there. <laughs> he's, uh, but the thing is, his whole his skin was gone, and you can see the muscle. Like, it was like four in the morning, like I was saying. So then, like, my parents are like, "What the fuck was that?" Because the sound of it exploding. And then uh, we're just like, I remember me and him. We just like went and like put the blanket on us, act like we were sleeping. Yeah. But he's like, I can't fake sleeping. My skin's off. Like, so it's like he's like, Yo, I'm fucked. We gotta go to the hospital. So. So yeah, the, that's what I thought was gonna happen when I was playing with the flamethrower just uh, a couple weeks ago when I was filming this promo. I was like, dude, I hope this thing, I don't wanna fucking. So, so we touched about it a little bit, but how did you guys really meet? Like, when was the first time you met? It was, you said one of the first times was the laptop with a bunch of naked friends and shit. <laughs> yeah. when, did, when, when was it that you guys actually like met and then formed a romantic relationship and get married ultimately? Uh, so I think, I think the first time, so the first time I saw him, um, I was at this show up in like New York and uh, I at the time was just trying to get on the show. So I'm just doing like merch and ringing the bell and just doing little things to try to get on. Um, and then I saw him come out and get his ass kicked in this match. <laughs> but I thought he looked cool. So my home promotion, I told the promoter of the, my home show is uh, my trainer. So I told him, I was like, hey, there's this guy and he, he looks really cool and interesting. You should see if he wants to come do our show or whatever. So he came down, did the show, and then I just came up to him on the show, and he had no idea who I was, and I was just like, hey, I'm the one that got you on the show. And he's like, okay. <laughs> no, thank uh, you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, and, and then, so after that, we both, we both were signed to the same company, the show that I was ringing the bell for. I ended up getting signed to that company, and uh, we would be on these like 30-hour van rides up to New York all the time together. And, Never spoke, never really talked, and uh, one time we played a game of trivia in the back seat where the loser had to take chocolate protein powder, mix it with tuna, and eat it. Ooh, uh, that does not sound appetizing. Yeah. Thank God I lost. Yeah. <laughs> but then one night we both had free time in uh, New York, and I was going to go to Times Square, and she asked me, hey, I've never been to Times Square. Can I jump on the train with you? He did not want me to. And I was like, no. He hated me. <laughs> but then but then I was just like, she's, she was like, no, nah, like, you know. I was like, I just didn't want to, like, you know, date a girl in wrestling because you can't. Uh, okay. I didn't want to date you. I just wanted to see Times Square. <laughs> All right, I know. But <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, uh, it's like, what do you say? Like, don't, Sounds like this was off to a great start. <laughs> don't, di don't dip your uh, pen in the company ink or whatever yeah, yeah, you yeah. fucking say. Like, don't shit where you eat. You know, yeah, and I was just afraid that, you know what I mean? Like, I, But the thing is, like, Eat where you shit. And then we were like on this this subway. Yeah. We were on the subway and then like we started talking. I was like, oh this girl's like completely opposite as I thought she'd be. So uh lady. And then we and then the about two weeks after that I was like homeless living in Atlanta where she's from. And I was just like living like I live in this parking garage and shit. And then I'd always be like, Hey, you wanna like come to the GBH concert? She's like, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. And then we started like hanging out and it blossomed. Okay, so that's, it sounds like it was a love of music, of the same kind of music. What kind of music do you guys listen to? What, what, what's like your, your whole vibe on that? It's like a mix. So I mean, I think more than anything, we just liked 
going to like concerts where we can just like jump around and act like fools and not be judged for it. Okay. Um, so and, my genre of music. Yeah. <laughs> but what's funny is, so the first time we actually went on a road trip, just me and him, uh, we did the drive to New York just in his car. And um, I guess you could say he was still trying to impress me at the stage. So he goes, let's stop at Buffalo Wild Wings real quick. And he's like. Impressive. No, the story. Really gets, no, to the, get the story gets the story gets <laughs> impressive okay. for him. So we didn't go here to eat. We went here because he wanted to get a side of the the what is it the blazing sauce, whatever the hottest sauce okay. they make. So he gets the sauce. We go out to the car, pulls down his pants and wipes his bare asshole with this hot sauce. Mind you, we have a 15-hour drive to New York ahead of us. Um, and nowhere you, to stop and shower. What the why? Because <laughs> I, I I don't know. I just, Thought it'd be fun to impress her. That would impress her? Yeah. So was he right? Like, yeah, I'm sitting. Um, I mean, it was interesting, and I was. <laughs> you liked it. I just said, I had to drive, and I was just like. Yeah, you had to sit on his ass with that yeah, hot sauce just, in there. That, like, that doesn't sound very, was, very fun at all. Yeah. I was like, damn. I hope this girl likes me. So that, that, that was our first road trip together. I mean, that's a great move. I haven't, yeah. heard, of, uh, I haven't heard anyone pull that move off. Yeah, yeah. just uh, try to like uh, blast like some Bruce Springsteen on the car ride. And, well, hey friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Fuck Why it. didn't you just eat the hot sauce, too, though? I mean, I, I... Why has it got to be on the asshole? I don't know, because every, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I figure everybody eats it, not with their ass. I didn't ask him to do this, by no. the way. He was just like, yeah, I just want to do this thing. Okay, if, if yeah. that's, if that's, uh, come here, like, the first come, time you come to the trunk real quick, I'm going to wipe my ass. So this is how you are trying to impress your now wife. I got to ask, how did you propose then? All right, fun story. But they, well, it was really, it was actually kind of normal. It was to a degree. Well, he proposed four months after dating me. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like... Apparently, apparently, his parents made a bet, like, not long after we were dating, like, two weeks after we were dating, and his mom and dad, I guess, were like, she's going to marry this girl or something she's like gonna that. Mar- he's going to marry... He's going to marry this girl. I'm, gonna- I'm not a chick. <laughs> he might be. Oh, okay. Uh, but, yeah. so, it was my... Fr- I came to Seattle to meet his family, mm-hmm. and uh, I had no idea, and he was, obviously, but I came to Seattle, my first time there, blah, blah, blah. Um, And he got us like a really nice hotel room right on the water. And I'm just thinking, oh, you know, he just wants to show me a nice time in Seattle. And uh, we go to eat and um, come back and the whole room's done in like all these candles and all these rose petals. And it's really beautiful. And I'm just like, oh, he wants to have like a nice romantic night. Okay. So I start giving him hugs and I'm like, oh, this is so pretty. And he's like, I I don't want to be awkward, but there's a 
gift on the bed. And I'm like, okay. By the way, spot on impression. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So I go and I open it, and it was a little like canvas about this big, and it was a photo painted of me, uh, painted in his own blood. Whoa. That says, PK, will you marry me? But it was like her face and my blood and like the PK. It was really good drawing. I should have brought PK, it. Yeah, we should have. PK, will you marry me? And uh, she thought I was joking or something. Yeah, I said, I asked him, I was like, is this a joke? Because we were only dating four months. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, like is this a joke? He's always pulling pranks. So I was like, is this a joke? Because this is kind of not cool if it is. <laughs> uh, and he's like, no. And he shows me the little ring. And then he dropped the ring while he was trying to give it to me. But he dropped Smooth. the ring. And, this, and then he's like, he's like, if you want to say no, you, you don't. You don't have to say yes. I, just, I don't know. It's just, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot, and make you feel awkward. And I'm like, uh. Well, now you're putting me on the spot, and making me feel awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. I said yeah. I don't know why, but I did. Yeah, the wedding was tight though. We were supposed to have the murder junkies play and stuff at the wedding. Oh right. Yeah. That would have been cool. That would have been very like cool. Like Dino, the drummer, is actually. Uh, Minister, he's an ordained yeah. minister, and he's, I didn't that. he's like, I can wedge you guys naked if you want. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think my fucking parents want to see your dick on oh God. <laughs> At least but, you had enough sense to think about your parents at that moment. <laughs> yeah, but like, that fell through, but the wedding was still like really entertaining yeah. and stuff like Where'd that. you guys get married at? Uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. Okay. There's this like little historical building uh, called like Nova 535. It was so pretty. It was all just done in bricks, super industrial. Big wedding, small wedding. How many people did you guys have in town? I mean, it was, it was small, but uh, I mean like the the atmosphere, we really tried to go all out with everything. But as far as people-wise, it was super intimate, super small. Um, I had a jet black Cinderella dress just covered in rhinestones. So that was like... That's pretty awesome. That was the highlight of my wedding was my... Big dress. As it yeah. should be for any kind yeah. of ride. That wedding was awesome. Yeah. You guys had a good time? Yeah. We, yeah, we were going to have Fear Factor at the wedding. That's what he wanted, but... They wouldn't let me play. <laughs> like, yo, you know, they, you can't be bringing all this yeah. weird-ass, like, dead shit in this place. What, what, what were you planning to bring? I don't know. I was going to St. Petersburg, like, and, like, finding a bunch of weird, like, place, like, food. And, you know, we, we were going to pepper spray her father at the wedding. And stuff like that, like you know. Would he have been happy about that? He wanted to. My his, dad's an idiot. It was kind of, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of his idea. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, that, that's a rad dad, though. I mean, he's like, on this on the day of my daughter's wedding, please pepper spray my eyes. That I don't know. My, my dad's like always been into like weird stuff. I remember when I was a kid and like. My dad would be like tasing himself in like the dick and stuff. Like I would see this. Hey, daughter. See now, see now, we've gone around like ten minutes on this now. Now it's starting to make more sense why you're attracted to Darby. <laughs> he reminds me of my dad. <laughs> hey, daughter, look at this. <laughs> dad was always into weird stuff. But so you guys have been married for how long now? Shit. A year and some change. Yeah. Year and some change. Yeah. And year and like seventy five cents. And you guys, you guys travel together on while you're doing the AEW stuff. You guys yeah. Always traveling together. So like when I do, sh yeah, when I when I come on AEW, like we'll usually travel together and you know have a nice little time and uh, sometimes. What's that, show, what's that show like for you guys? How, are you are you enjoying it? Or is that because it's still fairly new that it went to TNT and everything? Dude, like that's that. awesome! Holy shit! Like I can't express how much um, creative freedom. Yeah. I got you know like because uh, like I'm such a. I guess I went to film school and all this stuff and to like kind of like here take the ball and it's up to you to like do whatever you need to do as opposed to being like hand it like what they give you you know what I mean like it's very different from like 
Because, like, I did the Mae Young Classic for WWE a couple mm -hmm. years ago, and, I mean, don't get me wrong, I had a great time, and I thought it was an amazing atmosphere. However, it's so night and day, just doing that and then doing AEW, how things work and how the vibe is, uh, it's completely different. And it's, AEW's very laid back, everyone is super cool, like, and it's just, you can breathe, I think. And you That's can cool. chill in the locker room. It definitely room. looks like everyone's having fun creating their own, their own shit on there, too. Yeah. Which yeah. Is really, it's really, you know, breath of fresh air to see in the wrestling world again, because as you know, like, everyone knows, you always see the WWE stuff that's like also uh, PG. It's all like kid stuff now. Yeah. Like, when I grew up, my favorite era was the Attitude Era, and the, <laughs> yeah. you know, the WCW, WWF Monday Night Wars. Those were, those were some of the best wrestling. Just because the storylines are so much better, and that's like something I think is rad. And that's like the fun part is like us as the performers have as much input in our storylines, say as like the people making them. Like, like what do you want to do, as opposed yeah. to like what we want you to do. And that's like the best part about it. And how, well, how is it like uh, the travel when you're working? Like, do they do a lot of house shows? No, yet? they don't no. do any. House any, shows. any house shows? It's so you're, you're just, just doing once a week? Yeah, once a week. Like okay, cool. Tuesday, fly out, wrestle Wednesday, and then fly back. He's really got the best schedule, like, imaginable. Yeah. Because, like, so you I. just fly in everywhere. There's not a lot of road stuff no, at all. No, he just flies yeah, straight there. Cool. Yeah, like, there's no road. So I do both. So I'm still an independent wrestler, and mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I kind of stick my hand in all the cookie jars because I'm not contracted right now. So, okay. um, you know, I'll go to other countries and stuff. Like I just, I just did London and Germany for a month, um, and I done like three tours of Japan and stuff like that. So like, it's a very different thing because like I'll do AW sometimes, but uh, my weekends are like, I'll be in five states within four days. Okay, so you're and doing it's like insane. Job, yeah. Um, Granted, I don't really drive unless it's like from the airport to the building area. It would be like, you know, maybe an hour or two at the most. But mm -hmm. um, sometimes just doing all that truck, because I mean, I'll, I'll go from Atlanta to LA to Texas to Minneapolis to LA and then back to Atlanta. Are, all you, ever, are you ever just tagging along for that? Since no. You, now that you guys are married? No. No. Um, yeah, no. Um, but the thing is, we take vacations like this. Mm -hmm. All the time, like That's I'll just cool. I'll just fly her. We flew flew her to Arizona. Well, we, we did we did a show uh, like right before TV started. We did a show in Arizona where we would take this like small booking, but mm -hmm. like have them fly us out a week early and then just let us stay. And we would just stay with like friends or his aunts or something, and we would just make a little vacation out of you know getting a booking somewhere. That's um, cool. So we used to do that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would you consider the Jericho cruise that you guys were just on? Was that a vacation as well, or was that? Yeah, no, that was that was interesting. That was good. That was uh, fun. I didn't. It's like I'm kind of antisocial, mm -hmm. so like you know, so I was just kind of like, oh, this might be a little <laughs> overwhelming at times. But um, no, it was it was really fun, and uh, it was just like I definitely do it again. You yeah, know? it felt like a vacation, and that was our first cruise. Yeah. So I didn't know what to expect, you know, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so it, it was a fun experience for both of you guys. Like, every, I mean, you're around. I haven't done any of these cruises. They have cruises for, uh, <laughs> keep it down over there, asshole. <laughs> That's our producer, whatever. Um, so yeah, the, what was I talking about? Oh, the cruise. Yeah. Um, they have like these music, music cruises and some bands will do, the, the, do oh, these yeah. things too. I've seen like clips. Um, They're doing a Slipknot cruise coming Are they doing up. a Slipknot now? Yeah. Oh, cool. I mean, I, we haven't done one. I just, I don't know how it would be. Like you're on a boat and you're, you know, I love our fans, but you've got to be around them all the time, right? Oh, yeah. So you got to kind of be on at all times. Mm -hmm. It's not, not a lot of time alone where you're, so like if you're there for yeah. a week, you got to be on, you got to be ready to give. That's why you to go, go to your room for like 
two hours just to decompress. Yeah. Just be, There wasn't really, like, the only time that we had that wasn't around fans was when we were in the locker room getting ready to do the shows Mm -hmm. or we were in our room. Like, other than that, we were trying to eat, fans would come up, and it was like, you want to, like, be interactive with every fan and show them that you appreciate them. Because at the end of the day, that's the reason we're here is because of fans. Yeah. Um, But it was overwhelming, though, because one fan would take a picture and then a line would congregate and, like... We're so nice. We hate telling anybody no. We yeah, hate no. that. So I'm the same way. Yeah, we would just, tough. yeah, we would just sit and we would take pictures of all these fans. And sometimes we'd be trying to make it to the other end of the boat for like a scheduled thing we had or something. And so it was a little bit hectic. But I mean, we got to see the Bahamas and That's the cool. ocean. It was, yeah. How it was, was the food on the cruise? Be honest, Chris isn't here. Um, <laughs> no, actually, it it was it was I I liked it. I'm not hard to please. I don't even know how to fucking like. They had <laughs> okay. Look, they had unlimited. Crumbs. I guess you eat uh, <laughs> a protein powder and, and tuna. So yeah, yeah. I, I have no say in this. Well, he, <laughs> he well, anytime he makes food, I call it Darby casserole nice. because it's literally just a pile of like broccoli and beyond meat and like maybe some rice and he stirs it together, throws some hot sauce on it, and it's Darby casserole. So he doesn't really care. Everything's gourmet to him. Yeah. But uh, for me, they had unlimited creme brulee. So. Um, you, were, you were into it. I, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> it, I, I was very bad on that trip. <laughs> I heard they had, to, uh, they didn't have to, but I guess the way that they filmed the AEW that week, they sent the tapes on a helicopter. Is that what? Uh, did, did you, did Wait, you know that? Is that what they did? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to text somebody else, I guess, and ask them. <laughs> it sounds about right, though. Yeah, I, like, I heard I mean, some story. I, I didn't know. I mean, yeah, I think I think. Uh, so you don't have internet out there. So what I heard, like, yeah, yeah what I heard was it was submarine, helicopter, horse. Shut up. Horse, huh? <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, he was going. <laughs> can I? So what he, are you gonna he, say? <laughs> No, so we could edit anything later. Now I just want. Now I have to know. Uh, so um, Is this there's like the Dark Order. Yeah. So there's this group called the Dark Order, and they like these bad guys. And so yeah. he was going around saying to everybody, "Yeah, so isn't the Dark Order going to show up on like a pirate ship and like jump on the cruise and like start taking over the boat?" Because they're like the the, 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 yeah. the the bad guys of AEW, and there's like they have like different members every week. There's like twenty of them at a time, and I was just like. They weren't on the cruise, but I was like going up to like Cody, like, yo, dude. So I was talking to Tony and I, I, I heard something about uh, the Dark Order coming on like a pirate ship and jumping on uh, our boat. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and I told JR, and JR was like, I can't, like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and then I was just. Did they think it was really gonna happen? Or <laughs> JR, I think, thought it was for reals. <laughs> and then like Cody sees me, he's like smiling over there and he's like, this mother. He's making up this shit. Yeah. Spreading all these false things. <laughs> You're always having fun like that with the with the guys on the set. Like, I mean, for me, seeing JR back and uh, a couple other guys that were back in WCW days when I was watching wrestling and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, is it cool working with those guys? Is yeah, no, it's, them, sure? it's crazy because um, it is, like, just how much I've connected with them and get along with them. Mm-hmm. Just all these, like, the old school guys, like, on the boat, for example, like, we were like somewhere, it was like two in the morning, and then Moxley like texted me and he's like, Yo, Flair wants to meet you. And I'm just all like, What? And he's like, Yeah, Rick Flair wants to meet you. But I got like the text at like six in the morning because the Wi Fi is all messed up. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was like, Wait, he wants to have breakfast or something? I'm like, what the hell? And it was like 
Five uh, hours ago. Yeah, he was. Ric Flair's up all like 24-7. But uh, the thing <laughs> is, <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I met I met up with him later that day, and he was just saying like, yo, you're like one of my, my favorites in AEW. He's That's a wild right. man. Yeah. yeah. He's got a, a good, wild got a, man. Got a good Ric Flair story for me. I haven't met him yet. No, he was, I just thought it was interesting. He's just so energetic. Like, yeah. he just comes in, he says hello to everybody, he's like, hey, everybody, and he says something funny, and then he leaves. And that's he leaves like, on a high note, yeah. Costanza style. <laughs> Seinfeld fans? Yeah. Right. Just, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's interesting when you have guys like that are, like, big fans of you, because, you know, it's yeah, just like, just like the, the old school mentality and what we're doing now, and it's cool that you can kind of check all the boxes. Yeah. Old school wrestlers, new uh, fans, like whatever, yeah. you, like it's good. Vicky Guerrero was like hyped to meet me, and I'm like, shit, I'm hyped to meet you, like yeah. you know. And it's that's, like, it's that's so cool. Crazy. That connection too, like, yeah. Like, like you were saying, the old and the new and everything like that. It's very yeah, cool. I think a lot. Me and Jerry get along because I'm like, I like to do a lot of storytelling as opposed to just like going out there and doing moves. I like to like. Yeah, you 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 would you consider Jericho a friend of yours now? Is he a mutual friend? Yeah, I uh, I text him. Yeah. Quite a while. He's kind of like my uh, go-to guy for, um, I just show him all like my ideas and stuff like that. My, you know, just... just Run stuff off of him? Yeah, like, you know, I'm just, uh, I think we got a lot like common with uh, wanting to do all this like videos and just a lot of ideas, like creativity and stuff like that. So. Yeah. It's safe to say you probably met Chris the first time was on AEW. Uh, when you started wrestling there, right? Yeah. Have you have you you've met him before the cruise? So, or? Yeah. Well, I, so I actually I used to work at this like little restaurant in Atlanta like years ago, um, and I was just only maybe like a year or two into wrestling, and Jericho just came into my work one day, and we ended up hanging out, me, him, and my coworker, and a couple other friends, and like so I met him forever ago, and I was just like, hey, like I'm a wrestler, blah blah blah, and uh, but I mean that was years ago, and then like you know fast forward today. Um, yeah, so weird place to meet him, but I met him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a nice guy, great dude. That was at the, K- that was at the uh, KFC where you used to work, right? Shut up, no. <laughs> no. She didn't work at KFC. No. <laughs> <laughs> you got it the was... famous bowl that night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Food poisoning. You had the sh- uh, shakes for a week. <laughs> <laughs> this is Chris Jericho getting the shakes from KFC where Priscilla used to work. Okay, this is a great story right here. I'm, I'm going to roll with it. <laughs> just a joke. That was a joke. Are you sure? A joke. Are you sure? A joke. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, it was yeah. Well, that's fun. Oh, uh, who were some of the who were some of the other guys that uh, you looked up to um, in in the wrestling world that like kind of you know where did your fandom of wrestling start? God, I'd uh, say a lot of your inspiration. I guess there's yeah. a lot of people that like uh, were like more than just wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like I'm trying to think of like some really good examples because the thing is like I'm like a fan of wrestling obviously but the thing is um, God I feel like a lot more inspiration came from skateboarding it's weird you know like yeah I think of when I think of um, individuals or something like that I just it's weird like musicians rest uh, skaters for some reason I connect it more to them than say a lot of wrestlers way as a kid so it's hard to say um, for wrestling, you know, I've, I'm like a fan of people, but I'm talking about like yeah, that wasn't being like super super inspirational. Like yeah, you know, I, can't, I, I can't. Well, who are some of your inspirational skaters that you looked up to then? Just like um, you know, guys like Dustin Dolan and okay. uh, Jeff Raleigh and stuff like that, and uh, 
you know, I just liked how uh, insane they were in like on and off the board, yeah. just getting the most out of life and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'd say like guys like that. But yeah. I am like a big fan of guys like you know Jeff Hardy or Rey Mysterio. Obviously, cool. like yeah. they're, they're sick. And I got to wrestle Ray like once. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, I gotta check that out. Started a started like raining a little bit for a match, so it was like a slip and slide. <laughs> like, That's gotta be a wild match. Yeah, it was, it was sketchy. <laughs> well, you do all the high flying stuff too. So you guys saw Ray's stuff earlier on too when he when he was younger. He was kind yeah. of one of the first ones to kind of do all that. And yeah, pretty cool. You Priscilla, like, what was what what got you into wrestling? Uh, so it actually kind of started with my little brother. Mm-hmm. So. Um, my little brother, uh, he, he was sort of compulsive when he was younger. He would find something and he would just latch onto it and, you know, he, he would just become infatuated with it. So at the time he was obsessed with pirates and, uh, Pirates of Caribbean and Johnny Depp and everybody. And, uh, he came across uh, an Undertaker action figure. And awesome. He, he thought it was a pirate. <laughs> so, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> um, That's a- so, so a different kind of pirate than I crooked yeah. ass pirate. <laughs> so he he became so obsessed with this action figure, like he he wouldn't go anywhere without it. He'd throw fits if he, he didn't have it. Um, so you know, I just did my research and for Christmas got him the twenty and O DVD set. Um, okay. And at the time we didn't have cable, so all we watched was The Undertaker and. I, me and my brother just kind of fell in love with uh, m- mainly The Undertaker, but just wrestling as a whole because on that 20 no set, you had people like Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels and just these incredible athletes. And we were just like, what is it? Because I never was into wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, how old were you then around that time? Uh, about 14. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I, my biggest inspiration just in wrestling, like, I just always loved The Undertaker. When he came out and the bell tolled, like, it put chills on you and everybody mm-hmm. in the crowd would just go silent and like, you know, just the entrances and the theatrics of everything uh, that he did and with Paul Bear and everybody early on, yeah. like, it was just so cool to me how just somebody taking a few steps down the ramp can put chills on your body and make you feel so like, emotional and captivated Mm -hmm. and I just always wanted to give fans that experience when I came to the ring like I wanted to get that emotion out of people Um, but yeah he like he was the guy for me and then um, same as Sam like I took a lot of inspiration from other things too you know it's Darby (laughs) same as Darby I'll let you do that (laughs) same as Darby Um, oh that's awesome I took a lot of inspiration from movies and uh, music and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I grew up on like so many different genres of music because my mom was into a lot of like electronic music and um, whatnot. My dad was into like heavy metal and, you know, like my first concert, my dad took me to the Death Magnetic Tour, the Metallica oh, nice. show when I was 11. My first uh, concert was a Metallica concert as well. Yeah. So back, back uh, when they were on the Load Tour, I believe, I think I was 12 years old. Oh, that was like a completely different Thing. Yeah. Like Death Magnetic was awesome though because they had giant coffins dropped from the ceiling. Yeah. At 11, you're going to go see that. It's just like, whoa. That's super cool. But uh, yeah, so I mean, it, you know, I think we're kind of similar in that way where we, 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 st- we liked wrestling, but then like as far as like our persona and who we are and who we wanted to be, it, became, it came from all these other things. And Yeah, like that's the thing is like I never wanted to recycle wrestling back into wrestling. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like there's a lot of people like right when they turn like 18 or something, they just go to wrestling school and that's all they kind of know. Yeah. Like they're only a fan of like wrestling and then they like get there and they're 
oh, I want to be like this guy I saw from the 80s or 90s. And it just, there's like 100 people like that like, already. To, yeah, yeah. doing the same thing. If someone ever asked me for advice in wrestling, all I say is like, bring something that you're passionate about that isn't wrestling into wrestling. Yeah. And it'll just stand out like so much more. And yeah. I, that's what I think I'm doing with skateboarding or like the punk rock stuff it's that like I love. put all your interests in a shaker cup. Shake it up, yeah. pour it in a glass, make it your own. That is all my interests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm noticing on your hand here you got a, a pretty intricate tattoo. What is, what is that? Uh, it's a, I got it last Saturday and it's still kind of like healing. It's just this uh, skeleton hand yeah. on my drug-free, um, but I was either gonna get the, I was either gonna get this hand tattooed as well with it, or I was gonna do like this whole side because I paint my you face paint on this side. On side yeah. I'm on the fence about what I'm gonna do next with it. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> I don't even know, but uh, I knew this was like get a, the leg too. Yeah, yeah, you gotta do the whole half like. Yeah, Everything. but uh, I'm one like, nut, one testicle. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah one. <laughs> how would you how would you skeletonize that? Boner. <laughs> I don't know. You could ask Darby. He came up with a good answer. <laughs> I don't know. This sounds. I'm fun. scared. <laughs> I don't think she's into it. You probably no tattoo- don't, don't take it that far. Yeah. Don't take it that far. No tattooing. So. <laughs> See, you have a move called the uh, the coffin drop, right? Mm-hmm. That's like your your big move, uh, finishing move, right? Yeah. And then I heard on the Talk Is Jericho uh, podcast, you uh, have a skateboard coming out that you that you've designed, and it has a coffin shape to it. Yeah, me and uh, Steve Hernandez. He he works like the with homie. A, the homie. He works with Baker Boys and. Uh, me and him, are, we have our own like clothing company. It's just like in this early stages called like Spinebuster, and uh, that's a cool name. Yeah, like like I said, it like, kind of transcends. Like you got Thrasher, mm-hmm. and it transcends just skateboarding. Yeah, as opposed to like say if it was Kickflip magazine, and that's what we're trying to do with this. It's like a wrestling move, but it transcends just wrestling. Yeah. So we got uh, coffin shaped skateboards, and Foss, he's the art. He does a lot of art for heroin skateboards. And uh, he did a graphic for me, and we're going to release them soon through Spinebuster, and it's just coffin-shaped boards. They're, they're crazy. Like, so uh, I'm definitely looking forward is to Is the shape more for just because the a coffin, obviously, is cool? Or you can definitely it, skate it, though. Yeah. Is it they're, like, they're, yeah. they're contoured. Like, they're, okay. they're not just flat. These ones are actually, like, there's a little bit of a tail. There's a little bit of contour on the sides. So. Does it allow you to try any new tricks? or anything Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting when I... I can't wait it. to see some of those videos. Yeah, so... It's going to be rad. <laughs> it's gonna, yeah, no, it's nice. We've been uh, filming a new skate video now, uh, going on these, like, trips and just trying to get as much, like, footage. Uh, we went to this, like, sketchy spot in Arizona the other day where you go down this big ditch and there's, like, two big concrete walls and you got to go, like, in between them or else you'll, like, go, like, 25 miles per hour right into this brick wall but it's like a good idea it's really stressful for me (laughs) to film this video part because uh i'm wrestling every week yeah and i i can't afford to like you know break myself like i used to gotcha yeah like i used to film you're under contract yeah i'm really like used to just like going crazy crazy like stunts on a skateboard i don't know if you've seen any of the stuff i've filmed with like the tony hawk's youtube channel when i dropped it on this big sculpture and like got annihilated from that like there's still a side of me that wants to do it yeah but it's like so hard i don't i could never understand that i think it's awesome that you <laughs> get turned on by that but i'm like 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, like, I rode a skateboard for like two weeks when I was like 12 years old. I fell down a hill. Didn't even. I just got like scratched up a little bit, and I was like, eh, "I'm over it." <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 weird. You know, it's a uh, something I'm definitely passionate about, but like, yeah. I gotta just be careful on this thing. And you guys came from like two different backgrounds, completely, right? I mean, I heard you you were homeless for a while. You mentioned that a little bit too. And where what was your upbringing like? Um. So like, I grew up in like super strict old school like mentality like my parents pulled me out of school super young just to stay home and like clean the house and to learn how to take care of my brother and uh you know i wasn't allowed to date i wasn't allowed to go out with friends uh i grew up very like secluded and um so like as soon as i hit 18 and um some things were kind of rough at home so i just left and mm. i've been kind of just on my own since 18. so it's not that different i mean you guys were both on your own from yeah. the families at a young age then yeah not so much um uh, with Maybe, me like right. i i chose i'm I, like i'm really close to my parents but like i chose to just like because like where i was living in seattle at the time there was like no real like chance of making it in wrestling there because it's like the black hole of like wrestling like there's okay. just nothing really going on that much so i would uh i just like i was like i'm going to be homeless and just try to make it and stuff like that so it was like definitely by choice for me and you know but like her story was way more like you know like falling yeah. out with her parents and stuff like that so, yeah, yeah i mean like uh, so i mean i got I, I was close with my parents growing up there was like issues with my mom on, on and off, you know, but um, my, there, there was a lot of drug issues in my household. Okay. Um, and, and that's probably a lot of why you do the drug-free life too, right? Are you drug-free as well? I, mean, I don't do what, drugs. Uh, alcohol. Well, I drink. I know technically <laughs> alcohol is a drug, people. We get it. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I definitely drink, but I mean, I don't know. I think the big reason why I don't do drugs is because I don't, I'm scared of drugs. Okay. I'm scared. It's a good way it's a good way to think. Just don't try drugs, kids. Uh, yeah. Scary stories that tell in the dark. Opens the book. It's like heroin's oh shit, close. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she's uh, uh yeah, but I mean like yeah, just like you know, my parents and I I was always cool with my dad in some ways, but like the thing is I was always headbutting with my parents because my parents wanted me to be this just little princess and be just the way they wanted me to be and I said Screw that. Like, yeah. I want to do this. I want to be this way. And, uh, you know, just feeling, like, shame for who I was early on. Like, I was into, like, rock and roll. And I wanted, I told my mom at six years old, I was like, Mom, I want to be punk rock. And I didn't even know what that was. But I was like, <laughs> I want to be that. And my, you know, my mom was just like, oh, no, like, boys don't like that. You need to, you know, get a tan and, uh, you know, wear pink and wear dresses. And so I really went into that. Yeah. When, when I left home, like, that's when I really felt like I started to find myself was once I left and I started dressing the way I wanted to. I started getting confidence about myself, like genuine confidence and, um, you know, developing social skills because I, you know, I didn't go to school from a, like, not super young, but like, you know. Yeah. Seventh grade. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't go to school after seventh grade. And, oh, wow. Um, I didn't really develop, like, social skills. I didn't know how to interact with people. And mm. um, with my roommates, when I first moved out of home, they would, like, not understand me at first they were just like what's your problem like you, you don't know how to like talk like what's wrong with you and like i would argue with them because i you know there would be times like i just didn't know how to like interact with people i'm sure a lot of people feel that way too and you opening up about that and being in the entertainment yeah. industry it in forces general, you it forces, forces you, you yeah. yeah um but just over the years and like i said gaining that confidence it's i slowly learned to like 
be myself. And I think my social skills developed because I started being more comfortable with who I was as a person. I stopped listening to like these voices in my head from when I was younger telling me like, oh, you as a person's not good enough. You need to be like this. Uh-huh. I started being like, screw that. I'm going to be who I am. And if they don't like it, they don't got to be my friend. And that's where I started It's a great being way happy. to live. Yeah. I, I, I developed social skills after drinking. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that helps. I mean, you know, <laughs> drinking, you're a lot more talkative. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like when fans like message you uh, privately and they're like, can you help me with my problems? And they, they, they kind of think that like, cause we're like successful that we have everything figured out. Yeah. But in reality, like we have our own problems that like, I don't Everybody even, is, yeah. yeah. That's the thing is like when they ask me and I'm like, dude, I, I'm working on myself right now. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what the hell's going on. Like, yeah. just, I don't, you know, just. I think a lot of people like, especially in our industry, I think a lot of people like to give off this perception. Like they're just on top of the world. They've got it all figured out. They're super happy with themselves and their lives. And I think him as well. I think we just try to be honest with people. Cause that's more relatable. Like yeah. if I, you know, people I looked up as when I was young, like music artists or whatever, I didn't want to hear that they were perfect and had a great life. I wanted to hear that they were struggling. I wanted to hear that they had bad days as long as well as the good days, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just try to be super honest with my fans and be like, guys, there's days that I wake up and I absolutely hate myself. And like, that's okay because you can and get through it. You know, and the fans today, the, the, the out of any industry, really, you could see that everyone's going out of their way to uh, directly connect with their fans more, more so than ever with all these new technology uh, devices coming out and everything, you know, able to DM somebody, someone DMs you and say, hey, how, how, how did you do this, you know, kind of thing, like you were just mentioning. Yeah. And uh, no, I think, it's, I think it's really cool. It's kind of why I created this show, to be honest, the podcast where I can kind of just chit-chat and meet some cool people, have some good conversation, and then, you know, um, hopefully our fans get to, get to hear a little bit of that side of it, you know, and because... For a lot of time, I mean, I'm the fucking bass player of a band. No one knows who the fuck I am. That's 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 what I, that's what I'm saying about the wrestling. That's why when I like, I got hit up and I hit you up about the show. I was like, it'd be fun to like, because everyone kind of sees like Wednesday night, Darby Allen. Yeah. And then there's like a difference that I like that no that you can only express through interviews. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm because I'm not gonna go Wednesday night on TV and be like, yo, shit fight. <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's, it's, it's the backyard shit fight with the. the, the oh, oh yeah, the shit that shit fight. Shit fight. <laughs> shit fight. It's like the winner. Of the we got to we got to turn that into a hashtag and have it like hashtag go. Shit ha- ha- hashtag I'll shit pitch fight. that to Tony. Uh, yeah, there you go. Shit fight for the pay per view. <laughs> Wait, no, but you know, remember, like, remember the Inferno matches where the whole apron of the ring was set on fire and they had to wrestle in the center, oh, but instead the whole, the whole apron is just filled with shit, shit. and you gotta like, try not to get in there. Or, or you just do it like the old uh, hog matches they used to have, like in the, the yeah. hog mud, but it'd be hog shit. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty. Yeah, fed the fed the hog corn on the cob the day before. Jesus. Corn on the corn. Yeah, so you could see the corn in it. That's oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> some, well, you gotta have some color so it huh? pops on TV. Huh? Oh, <laughs> my producer is reminding me to ask you guys. So you, you mentioned uh, uh, that you reached out to us to, to, to be on the show, and um, that was through uh, Taylor Williamson, the comedian. How do you, yeah. you guys know him? Uh, I met him through... Um, God. <laughs> How did I meet him? I'm trying to think of like when I first met him. Well, I know he's, he's, he's into wrestling. He's done like commentating, like here, not commentating, but he does a lot of interviews with, with wrestlers and stuff. And yeah. Kind of does that, that kind of thing. But I assumed it would be something along those lines, but. I did, uh, yeah. Maybe he was involved in the shit fight. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
spring 2010. Uh, he's, he's in the backyard. <laughs> It's all coming back to me now. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. No, but uh, yeah, yeah, I started like talking to him a lot and he's another, you know, I mean, like since this whole thing kind of got dumped on like the whole TNT thing and that's the biggest part about this that I've been enjoying is just reaching out and like talking to all the other people like all different forms of entertainment, you know, Mm -hmm. musicians like yourself or comedians like Taylor and I remember I started talking to him and then we invited him out to like uh, lunch one day and we were like hanging out with him. I just started telling him all these crazy stories, and I was just like... I think he was scared. Yeah, he was scared. Just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm too scared to hear these, but I know the perfect guy who wants to hear all these fucking stories. <laughs> yeah, and he, he brought it up to me, and I was like, oh, shit, yeah, that'd, that'd be tight. And I remember, I, he like, I think he sent you guys an email, be like, yo, Darby, would we do this? And it was just like another form of um, your non-generic wrestling uh, podcast interview, whatever you... Um, that I was like, yeah, I want to do more of those. You yeah. know what I mean? So uh, That's cool. I just knew that. Well, we're definitely stoked that you reached out because it's a fun, fun little hang. What do you guys got coming up next for in your life and in your career? What do you guys do for fun? I know you skateboard. And that's like, is that pretty much? No. You, know, I, you got some other hobbies you I got enjoy? Filmmaking. We're in the, once my buddy's done filming this like skate video that he's been working on for like my buddy Max Yoder, he films for like Thrasher and he does all this stuff. He's been working on this like skate video. Uh, called like the strat stratosphere video and once he's done with that oh he he's got this whole film crew down there that makes professional like movies and uh i'm gonna like i wrote uh wrote the screenplay already and we're gonna get filming my full-length movie oh right that i want to enter in like film festivals and like really the nine yards what genre is it it's like dark comedy wherever you're listening to this podcast make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review if you want to listen to this show ad-free Head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. Dark comedy, okay. Yeah, uh, it's just about a guy who's terminally ill and he's got two months to live. And uh, his best friend was like, all right, like with this last two months, like what do you want to do? You know, do anything for you. He's like, well, to be fair, I kind of want to go on a cross-country road trip to kill my ex-wife. So it's just, it's, <laughs> it's about it. <laughs> so his like, his like best friend, he's oh, like, dude, great. I don't want to turn you down, but that's fucked up. But yeah. uh I, yeah, I told you anything, so I guess I had to stick to my word. So it's about them going on a cross-country trip to kill the ex-wife, and she's the ex-wife in the movie. Nice. And my uh, <laughs> my brother is the guy who's terminally ill. Terminally ill, okay. And then Uncle John, my Uncle John, yeah, is the best friend. So you kept it all in the, fa- <laughs> in the family. And then I got cameos movie. by all my crazy friends. Is the is the film uh, a lot of the film or the bulk of it? Is it going to take place like the road trip too? Is that is that kind of the journey? Yeah, to, to so they they have all these crazy interactions, and I, like Moxley is going to make a cameo, and I just want him to run somebody over in a car. And then, uh, <laughs> well, Dude, I can't wait to see this movie. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be good. Do you do? Uh, will this be your first time acting? Uh, you know. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, like in an actual movie, movie? yeah. Because yeah. I mean, like I, my reality show was a lot of like there was a lot of like stage things and okay. scripted bits, but uh, I mean, yeah, in a real like movie, yes. <laughs> Very cool. Do you think? 
Do you think uh, that'll spark something more for you? Is that something you'd like to pursue more? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of not related, but maybe a little bit. When I was younger, I used to just get gigs um, just acting in like haunted houses. Like, a okay. yeah, like, um, and ever since then, I was like, I want to be in like horror films and stuff. It's never happened, but if I had to, I would love to be like in horror movies. Like, That's like cool. I, I just, I, I want to be Baby from like Devil's Rejects. Like, that. Rad. That's a great, <laughs> that's, that's a great what I want right to do. There. But I'm kind of like him, like I just, you know, I like to just do everything. Like I want to get involved in music. Like I taught myself how to play piano when I was younger and I'm not the greatest, I taught myself. But yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of just, you know, I, I enjoy just playing around with music, uh, playing around with fashion. And then, you know, really I'm just trying to build my way up and then just mm -hmm. give my little brother all these like cool experiences, you know, get him to That's meet cool. all his heroes. Yeah. yeah. Her, her little brother is like a big fan of like that band Ghostmane. Okay. And then like... I'm like good friends with the bass player, Nolan. And then he, he like composes my like uh, promo music and all that stuff like that. So they were in Atlanta and we took the brother to the show and he got to hang out backstage. That's and, cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, My brother gets in the pits, he goes heavy. I yeah. like that. He's only 12, but he's a big boy and he gets okay. in with these big, other big ass like men and he'll just start air fighting and pushing <laughs> these big dudes around. He yeah. just loves He's it. gonna make a cameo in the movie too. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's gonna like judo throw some through a glass table. <laughs> Awesome. You're, you're hoping to film this soon, right? Yeah, okay. probably in the next like three months uh, after that. Once he's done, Max Yoder's done filming this uh, little skate video, uh, we're gonna get to work on it. So. Awesome. Well, yeah. After you, after you do that, you have to come back here yeah. and promote that. Let me let me check it out. Yeah. We have the first screen. We can do a watch along over yeah, here. Yeah, world premiere on that. <laughs> of like, well, I don't know that you probably want to do a world premiere at an actual theater. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of I've always liked like weird ass, weird, weird ass, weird. Uh, Wait, what? The pre workout. The pre workout's getting you, man. No, the, the uh, weird ass premieres, like, you know, uh, I like them in just like weird places. Like, I've been to like some premieres that they have like a projector under like a bridge. Like oh, skate that's videos. Yeah, it's, it's like sick. It's just like weird stuff, you know? Because like, that's the thing is like people are like, you want like actors for this movie? I'm like, no, I want like these these friends and these characters that I've grown up with and I just want them to be themselves. And I, it's not gonna be like script for script, it's kinda be like, tell them what the scene's about and then they kinda like... Let it go. And you yeah. just get as many takes as you need until you see something yeah, you like. Yeah, cause like a lot of these people that I know in real life are like comedy gold. Like yeah. my friend Kentucky over there, like, you know, just let him be himself and he's, he's gonna be the mechanic in the movie. Awesome. That probably gets ran over by Moxley. So. <laughs> Uh, I hope he's learning all this right now. <laughs> no, he's been he's been, he's my, been, he's it, been yeah. my partner in crime forever. And then uh, right, well, let, we, we're, we've mentioned these guys a few times. Let, let's let's move on here in a second. I think I think you wanted to come on and play a trivia game. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we're gonna call it last call trivia game here on Drinks with Johnny. We're gonna get to play here in just a second. But you tell the people where they can find more Priscilla Kelly, more, more Darby Allen, social medias, any, anything like that. Darby Allen at everything. At everything. Yeah, mine's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. uh, my Instagram is the, T-H-E, Priscilla Kelly, and my Twitter is Priscilla Kelly underscore, and I've got a Facebook, but I don't ever use it, so maybe don't go there, but yeah. That's not where you get your information from yeah, Priscilla. Yeah, that's where you can see information from like three years ago, um, if you're curious, and then uh, yeah. Most of uh, all our upcoming events, well, my, because, you know, I do all kinds of random stuff, so all my random stuff will be posted on my Twitter and my Instagram, and well, I saw on like, Instagram, you, uh, you thanked all your fans, you got up to 100,000, congratulations, yeah, right? Yeah, I hit That's the 100K. Cool. That's that, so sh crazy. that should be you uh, coming up soon, right? I'm at 80.1. <laughs> He's on the way. 
Well, it's not a measurement con- competition. I was just tell- well, I, know. I was just telling him the other day how it's like. I'll, like, be, I'll be up there soon. Like yeah. I said, we just like I literally entered AEW almost as like a nobody kind mm-hmm. of in a way, even though I've, I've been wrestling for like five years now. But like, it's just like you know like, well, that exposure is gonna yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. yeah, it's and, crazy though because like I was telling him the other day, it's crazy how like at one time it was like oh my holy shit I've got a hundred followers that's insane yeah and now it's like you get up to these like numbers and it's like how did this happen like who are these people that's, that's why do they like cool. me yeah, yeah I, I like both of you guys' Instagram that's, that's where I generally look at things too the you days have, of, you guys have cool ways of posting yeah the say. days of the days of uh, buying Instagram followers yeah when you first like <laughs> was that a thing I don't know I, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit older than I you first guys started, I just kind of like use it to promote this stuff yeah I fir- <laughs> when I first started on Instagram, I was like, oh, shit, dude. I only had, like, 60 followers when I first started. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is embarrassing. I want to delete it. But like, before I deleted it, I was like, shit, man. Because I was like, when I was, like, homeless living in the car, I was like, I was like, God, I got, like, at the time I had, like, $100 in my account. I was like, okay, if I spend $50 on followers, I'll have the rest of the $50, like, dollars. Wait, like, did you really buy followers? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, doing this in front of a camera is really going to change that. Yeah. <laughs> I did <laughs> I did not do that. No, I was I, I was I was a desperate man. Who are these desperate people? Times, desperate times. Desperate times. I don't times. know. I think they're, they're like random. Like, how do you do that? I don't know. I, I, know. I went to. What are these accounts? I think I, I actually have a sneaky suspicion that my producer did that for me too. I don't know. <laughs> no, but, but the thing is, like, I like look at the accounts who's following, and it's like they look like I don't know, like Bruce Springsteen super fans and uh, these like robot people and. They did. They don't look right. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you just said, man. <laughs> All right, it's time to play Last Call Trivia Game with Drinks with Johnny. Thanks for checking out this portion of the episode. Stay tuned for the rest. And go to drinkswithjohnny.com for more of this wonderful conversation, wonderful show we're having. Well, it's about to get a little fucking weird, so see you then. Cheers. And that'll just about do it for this week's episode of Drinks with Johnny with... Darby Allen and Priscilla Kelly. Thanks so much to both of those guys for hanging out with me and being on the show. Again, as a reminder, I will be going live with both of them this Tuesday. That's tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern. And we're just going to catch up and see how these guys have been doing since the uh, recent times that's been going on in the world. And as well as releasing the Hangover edition of this episode where I played a game with their friends and there was some harsh penalties. It's It kind of gets a little jackass style. I'm not going to lie. You're not going to want to miss this. You're going to want to head over to the Drinks With Johnny YouTube channel. I'm not just saying that to send you guys over there, but if you're there, hey, hit the subscribe button. It's going to be a really good time. You're you're not going to want to miss it as well. I'm going to go ahead and watch it for the first time ever with you guys. I have not seen this since we filmed it. I've left it up to my director, Brandon Lombardo, to put it all together and make it look good. And I'm just, you know, kind of on faith here. I usually make sure everything is, you know, seen and everything like that. And you know what? This time, fuck it. We're going to have a good time together. I'm going to go live with you guys, with Priscilla, with Darby. And we're going to open up a little chat and talk a little bit about this episode and the hangover episode which is just bonkers i i don't want to give anything away 
I know what happened, but I honestly don't even know how it's going to look on, on film. So I really hope you guys check it out with me for the very first time, which is going to come right after I go live with these guys. Um, as always, thank you so much for checking out. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane. Check out drinkswithjohnny.com for the archives of everything else that I've been doing here. And uh, as always, till next time, cheers. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. Hello out there! Yes, we're out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you!